The following podcast contains true stories of sex, kink, gender, or body image. Thanks for being a consenting adult, because here we go. All of my life, I've never fit, but I won't complain and I won't quit. I am enormous, get used to it. Everyone tells me I'm too much, maybe it's just you're not enough for me. I'm the kind of woman I'm supposed to be Hi there, and welcome to the Body Storytelling Podcast. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie Delatour, and this week we have part two of our show, Sex Nerd Secrets. How's your week going? I want to say thank you to all the people who sent me fan mail for episode 200 last week. Y'all really loved those stories from Ted the Atmospheric Scientist, physicist and porn performer Ned Mayhem, and somatic sexologist Jaya Ma. It was a really great show. And this week, we have part two of that live show. This week, we're going to have stories from comedian and author Sarah Benincasa, notorious sex geek Reed Mahalko, and podcaster, sex educator, and human being, sex nerd Sandra. Be sure to stay tuned because Sandra is going to update us on what's going on in her life right now at the end of the show. This show happened many years ago. But I want to tell you that in all the time that I've been doing body storytelling, something happened that night that has never happened to me before. Sandra and I had been talking for weeks about producing this show together. She knew what she wanted. I built it. We were so excited to be co-hosting together. We knew that she'd be the finale because it was her 100th episode of her podcast. By the way, if you didn't get it yet, this is to celebrate our 200th episode of the Body Storytelling Podcast. And at a certain point... The show was about to start, and I couldn't find sex nerd Sandra anywhere. Well, I knew that if she wasn't in the green room, she was probably in the ladies' room. So I went and found her. I called her name. She answered this tiny little noise. And I said, Sandra, it's time for the show to start. She's making this kind of stressed out noise. I get her to open the door, and I come inside. And getting on stage in front of people is hard. And I know that. But I'm so used to telling people, don't worry, it's going to be great. I've heard your story. Everything's fantastic. You're going to kill. You're going to get a standing ovation. I have all that stuff at the ready. But not this time. Sandra was so freaked out that she started having a panic attack. And as I tried to talk her out of the panic attack, I started having a panic attack. The stage manager came to find us and they're like, the audience is waiting for the show to start. And Sandra and I are huddled in one of the stalls, just kind of freaking out. Eventually, we made our way backstage. I had Reed Mahalko introduce us so that I could kind of calm down a little bit. And that never happens to me. I'm always so comfortable on stage, especially a body. That's the first time I have ever caught a panic attack from another person. You'll hear Sandra make reference to it later on in the show. And I want you to realize that she made it through. Did an incredible job. So here we go. This is part two of Sex Nerd Secrets live on stage in Los Angeles in late 2013. Are you ready for more dirty stories? Do you love body storytelling? Do you love these true stories? Do you want even more? How about sex? Do you like talking about it? Maybe even someday having some? There's a secret club I want to invite you to. Okay, it's our Patreon. Come chat with me and some of our storytellers featured in the shows or on the podcast. Watch and listen to behind the scenes stories and hear these podcast episodes with no commercial interruptions. You know, like this one. Right now, I've got a special holiday offer for new patrons. Join Body's Patreon at the $10 a month or higher level, and you'll get a handwritten thank you card from me. And inside, I'll include a golden key to a whole new world, along with a few other cool surprises. In this world, 
Your new body friends will share openly from their own lives, telling you their tales of polyamory, kink, swinging, fetishes, sex parties, and more. Stories that will inspire you to make 2022 the year that you make your own adventurous dreams come true. You'll smile that secret smile as you finger that little golden key dangling from your keychain or necklace, flagging your love for sex, kink, gender, and story. It's our very own secret safe space to belong to, where you can listen, tell, and connect on a deeper level. Discover what joy awaits you at the speakeasy. Go to patreon.com slash body right now, and we'll see you inside. This woman is someone that I just met tonight for the first time. She was a personal pick by Sex Nerd Sandra. And Sex Nerd Sandra has great taste. We know that, don't we? She has been on the NBC Today show and the Situation Room with Wolf Blitzer. And that is kind of interesting. She is the author of the book Agora Fabulous about panic attacks, and she's a comedian, and she is adorable. She came up to me and went, you're from the South, I like you, and I like her already, so y'all need to like her too. Please welcome to the stage, Sarah Benincasa. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, you people, and I mean that in a racist way. I came in 45 minutes late uh, because I, I, I got to see quite a few storytellers, which was great, but I was 45 minutes late. I had an appointment that I had to get to. I've never been to a show like this before. Do you know how fucking weird it is to go from couples therapy in Burbank <laughs> to this show here? <laughs> it, it was difficult, first of all. There was construction. And also, you have to navigate, this place has two personalities. There's like this space, which has awesome, cool, weird stuff, and then there's a whole lot of douchebaggery happening out there. So I had to navigate through the douche to get here, and then I walk in, and and Jaya, is that her name, is uh, talking on stage, and she's like taking her clothes off, and I'm very confused, and I hear the name Jaya, and I think someone said Shia, and I'm like, Shia LaBeouf is here? And it's just very, it was a lot for me. So, um, I don't usually like poop. to be involved in my sexual arena. There's no room for poop there. Pee doesn't bother me. Like, I've peed on a dude because he wanted me to pee on him, and it's like, I had to fucking go anyway, so who cares? But poo-poo is not part of my oeuvre. But that was before I lived in New Mexico. (laughs) Now, New Mexico is a very special place filled with warm, uh, deeply intelligent human beings. Everyone should live there, never. And I spent a year there uh, as part of the AmeriCorps program which is like the domestic Peace Corps. It's like the Peace Corps for pussies who are afraid of of getting malaria. Um, So that's what I did, and I was teaching, teaching high school there. And you know, I've always been fascinated by the occult, and if you're interested in the occult or in conspiracy theories or in anything weird, New Mexico is a great place to go because New Mexico is fucking crazy. And everyone in New Mexico has some story about being abducted by aliens, or their friend was abducted by aliens, or their brother's sister-in-law's nephew saw an alien once. And like, really, they just all need to be medicated? 
but they think, they honestly think that the truth is out there and I want to believe and it's a very Fox Mulder experience except there's less teeth and more meth. <laughs> so I, when I moved to New Mexico, I had a boyfriend and um, I, uh, I liked him very much and he, he liked me sort of. And then... Um, <laughs> Pretty soon he didn't like me anymore and he told me on the telephone and I said, oh, that's, that's upsetting. And I cried like you do. And uh, we, were, we were broken up. I'd been with the same person for about a year and a half and we were broken up. And um, so I did what uh, any 23-year-old who's sort of into the occult and has weird new friends in New Mexico will do. I went into the desert and I cut off all my hair and I gave it as an offering. We were never specific on who I was offering it to, but I'm sure that it was received with pleasure. And so I had this really short haircut, which my dermatologist in New Mexico looked at me and said, I don't like it, it's too dikey. And there was that. I had about 20 extra pounds of burrito weight. I was looking good. And I obviously needed to have sexual relations because you need to have sexual relations after a breakup. Maybe right away, maybe a little bit before, uh, maybe... Maybe several months after, you know, years after, whatever. At some point, you, you got to fuck again, right? That's very healing. It's important. It's, it's a good thing. And it cleans out your insides, I think. And, you know, that's if you're a squirter, and I am. So, um, so I met this guy, and he was so cute. He had short, curly hair, and he, he wore, like, some kind of beaded, puka shell situation, which doesn't sound attractive, but on him it worked. And my friends scammed the local arts council into funding a roller disco party that they said was like some sort of tribute to the culture of the 1970s. And so we all got fucked up and had a roller disco party. And he was there and he played his guitar and he wore a dress and he sang Earth Angel. And afterwards I was like, wow, Tommy, that was really cool. And he said, I sang that for you, Sarah. And I was like, oh, I have found the next person to occupy my vagina. <laughs> so we get down to it. You know, we get down to it. And uh, we're in the midst of, of, of relations, of coitus. And I noticed something on that cool, funky puka shell necklace thing that he has. I noticed this, um, this purple crystal. And I'm looking at it, trying to think to myself, like, what, what is that? Is it amethyst or what? I mean, obviously the sex was great. I'm like trying to think of what kind of, <laughs> is it rose quartz? I don't know. Um, this is the best experience of my life. So we're having our mediocre sex. And afterwards I say to him, what's that, that crystal? That's, it's really beautiful and it's cool. And uh, I was really into the Dave Matthews band at the time, you guys. So just, I know, take it in. You liked me before. It's fine. This is a safe space. So I was like, sweet, I like your crystal. And he looks at me and he goes, very straight-faced, um, oh, well, that's from when the aliens took me. Now, I've heard a lot of things in bed, including teeth don't go there, Sarah. But this was a first. And I said, what do you mean from when the aliens took you? And he said, well, when I was a baby, the aliens took me. And I said, and they brought you back? And he said, yes. I said, how do you know? And he said, well, my mother told me. And I said, oh, okay, uh, what did she tell you? And he said to me, uh, well, one day she was changing my diaper. Once again, something I've never heard in bed before. 
And she found this crystal in my poop. And she realized that I had been taken by the aliens, probably probed, probably probed. He's still leaving room that like maybe some of the details of the story are a little sketchy. But the gist of it is true. And they returned me and that's where the crystal came from. And I looked at him and then I had this moment, you know, this flash, because we folks who consider ourselves geeks, we like to think of ourselves as intellectuals, right? We're smart and we're gonna crack the case. We are Encyclopedia Brown and the case of the shitty poopy crystal diaper. <laughs> we're gonna figure it out. And I was like, I am so smart. I'm gonna figure this one out. And it came to me in a flash and I said to him, what, what, is, what does your mom do? Like what kind of stuff does she have around the house? And she, he said, oh, she's a crystal healer and massage therapist. So I said, Tommy, and he said, yes. Don't you think it's possible that maybe you were crawling around and you swallowed one of the crystals that your mom had in the house and, and that's where it came from? I don't know if you've ever told an actual child that Santa is a lie. But the look of sorrow on his face was not unlike that of a Civil War widow weeping over the bones of her dead husband. I have never disillusioned a person whilst deflating a penis so quickly. And I still can't watch the movie The Dark Crystal without laughing. Thank you. Good health starts with good habits. As the world returns to normal, you might find yourself changing up your dental care and brushing routine because your smiling face is back on view again. I'm finding that Quip makes it easy because they deliver all the oral care essentials I need to care for my mouth. The Quip electric toothbrush is loved by over 7 million mouths. It has timed sonic vibrations with 30-second pulses to guide a dentist-recommended two-minute clean. It's got a lightweight and sleek design for adults and kids with no wires or bulky charger to weigh you down. It's got a multi-use travel cover that doubles as a mirror mount for less clutter. And with stylish and affordable electric brushes starting at just $25, you won't be paying through the teeth for better oral health. Quip has everything you need to build a complete routine. Quip also delivers fresh floss, toothpaste, mouthwash, and gum refills every three months from $5. Shipping is free, so you can save money and skip the hustle and bustle of in-store shopping. If you go to getquip.com slash Dixie right now, you'll get your first refill free. Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association. They're backed by tens of thousands of dental professionals, and they have over 20,000 verified five-star reviews. So check out Quip, the good habits company, and tell them I sent you by going to G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash Dixie to get your first refill free. One of my favorite men in the world is about to come to the stage next. He is a sex educator, a role model. I watched him teach a workshop last night at the Pleasure Chest here in LA called Negotiating Successful Threesomes. He had people coming out of the, coming out of the seats pretending to do bizarre positions just to entertain people. Like These people were so shy and awkward in the beginning, and by the end of it, they're like, yeah, sure, you can pretend that you're sitting on my face while they're pounding my butthole, let's do that. It was so much fun to watch, and I learned a lot. So if you want to learn, come to this man's workshops. He performs for me at Body Storytelling all the time because his life is, it needs to be a book, but first it's going to be a story. Please welcome to the stage, Reed Mahalko! 
How do you tell a story that you can't remember? <laughs> How many of you have ever drank too much alcohol and then you woke up the next morning and you had to remember where the fuck you were? Okay. How many of you have ever had a crush on somebody and like you didn't, and they're kind of a public persona in, in a certain way and you kind of didn't know how to tell them that you had a crush? How many of you have ever watched porn? All the rest of you are liars. Um, how many of you have ever watched porn and then got to meet these, these porn people and been like, oh my God, like I totally watch you do stuff. Now, I'm, I'm a sex geek, clearly labeled. This is my way of flagging. So other sex geeks come up to me and they're like, you're a sex geek? I'm like, yes, and it breaks the ice because I was that fat seventh grader who wore suspenders and the Mork and Mindy buttons and all that. <clears throat> Got no play. But the geek shall inherit the earth. Which I think is was what it did say in the Bible, but they somebody screwed it up and then they misread it and then they just kind of kept writing the same, you know, the meek and it was wrong. But when Dixie said sex geek secrets, I'm like, you know, I tell a lot of different stories up here, and I'm like, and I was like, what's the story I'm most ashamed of? It will be the story. So as a sex educator. You know, I started getting to know my sex ed heroes, and you know, the last story I told for Body was about Betty Dodson punching me in the asshole, and go, you can, see, you can watch that on, on, on YouTube. This story is the one that I'm most embarrassed about because I grew up in an alcoholic family. Um, woo! Yes! You know, which kind of made, you know, drinking alcohol kind of awkward growing up. And, and for a long time, like, I didn't drink alcohol. I was working in the bar industry. And then, you know, like two weeks before my 21st birthday, I'm like, fuck this. Like, I'm not going to be scared of alcohol because my, you know, one of my parents was, a, was an alcoholic. And so then I kind of like, I started, you know, my roommate back then was from Texas, and that was probably a bad idea. But basically, <laughs> Quag, if you're watching this, thank you, and fuck you. Um, and so then I was working in the bar industry when I started, you know, drinking. And so for years, I never even drank beer. Because it was just like alcohol was like, read, what are you drinking? Read drinks, yay! And so I kind of went through this phase of like trying to learn how to drink and what my limits were, which most people kind of start to get a hang of in high school apparently, but I was deep in, you know, 21, 22, and being like, well, that didn't work. You know, and like waking up, because I was an art major back then, waking up and the, tile, the tiles on the bathroom floor, you know, going off in perspective and me as an artist being like, Wow, perspective. That's amazing. Fast forward. I am now Reed Mahalko, the sex geek, the sex educator, and I have been invited to the Porn Awards in Vegas to teach a workshop on female pleasure to a, to a bunch of porn fans. And so I'm like, is anyone even going to show up? And it was amazing. I'm sitting there with, with a friend of mine, Sabrina Morgan, who's an amazing sex educator, and she's got this little vulva doll, you know, over her groin, and I'm talking about the clitoral legs and the clitoris, and, you know, everybody do the Spock, Vulcan. You know, this is the sex geek hand sign, and now you put it over the clitoral legs, don't go for the hole too soon, all this. And these porn fans are like, show me everything. So I'm feeling like I did a good job. I've changed some porn fans' lives. And later that night, I'm hanging out with some of my friends, because I'm a sex geek, who are the queer porn stars of this age. People like Tina Horn, and um, Quinn Cassidy, and um, Jesse Darling, James Darling, and Arabelle Raphael. And like, we're drinking, because they just won a bunch of awards. And so like now I'm like this geek from seventh grade, you know, with the more community suspenders hanging out with all the queer porn stars. And I'm getting really nervous, like seventh grade nervous. And they're like, yeah, Reed, woo! And I'm like, yeah, awesome, drinks, shots, I'm nervous. And then they're like, 
let's go up to our suite. I'm like, okay. I'm like, is it okay that I come along? And they're like, you're coming with us no matter what. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I kind of drank a little too much by then already. And I'm like, what's gonna happen? All the queer porn stars and me in the elevator. <laughs> hey everybody, iPhone shot. You know, oh. So then all of a sudden I'm back at the suite and it's like I'm getting a blowjob from, from Quinn Cassidy and I'm like, wow, this is awesome. And I'm really drunk. And I haven't had my safer sex conversation with any of you. <laughs> and I'm like the safer sex guy. And all of a sudden they drag me into the bedroom and, it's, and this suite, by the way, was like the size of this whole bar, like this whole thing. And I'm like, they drag me into bed and it's like all these queer porn stars, like eight or nine queer porn stars on one bed. And they're like, and it's almost like, it's like, like the, the arms are like, read. <laughs> Come to us, read. And I'm like, I'm like, but I'm, 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 I, can we have a safer sex conversation? It's like, belt, but they're taking my clothes off. And I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> And if I had a time machine, if Ned Mayhem could make me a fucking time machine, I would have gone back in time, found my fat ass in seventh grade and been like, dude, it's me, I'm from the future. It's gonna be fine. And you keep rocking those suspenders, my friend. Cause you have no idea what's about to happen. Flash forward. And I'm like, oh my God. And like Arabelle Raphael, who I have a huge crush on, is like right, just sitting in front of me. She's got like no clothes on. Somebody's like eating her out. I'm getting a blowjob from somebody. And she just looks at me with her big eyelashes and they're like, flap. Flap. And I'm like, and this is literally, I looked at her, I'm like, I have a huge crush on you. And I'm really drunk. And she just grabs my head and just like, and I'm like, whoa. And then like people start pulling me onto the bed and there's like, you know, somebody's giving Mickey Maud a blowjob, and it's, I'm just like, I'm like in this sea of people and I'm just like, this is amazing. And then I wake up. And I'm like, what the? No, I passed out at the queer orgy at the ABS. No! And I have a hangover the size of Nebraska on my head. And so I kind of like, and there's Tina Horn, all beautiful, and like the, the morning sunlight's hitting your ass, and I'm like, wow, it really hurts in my head. And I'm like, I can't believe I fucking passed out at the orgy. What the hell? And I go to the bathroom, I'm peeing, and I'm, I can't find my glasses. And I look, and I'm looking at the mirror, and I'm like, what's, what is? And I find my glasses, and I look in the mirror, and they had written all over my body. <laughs> and drawn penises everywhere. And I had to be like, I had to give an interview in like 20 minutes. And I'm like, fuck! And I wake up Tina, I'm like, Tina, where are my glasses? And she looks at me and I'm covered, like penises, ev I mean everywhere. Like neck tattoo penises, everything. I'm like, Tina, and she looks at me, she's like, mm. she's like, party foul. You never want to pass out in a bed full of queer porn stars, my friend. Because that, that, all this, you totally deserve. Thank you so much. Pleasure is self-care. And as we head toward the end of this tough year, I'm so grateful for products that leave me better than they found me. 
you deserve to be indulged, to feel good. So taking time to treat yourself well is more important than ever. You can treat your body well on the inside and the outside with Uberlube. Uberlube is a luxurious, high-grade silicone lubricant made from clean, body-safe ingredients. It's free of nasty additives like parabens, preservatives, and petrochemicals. Uberlube leaves you feeling moisturized and ready for what's next. It's great for all kinds of play, vaginal, oral, or anal, and thousands of doctors recommend Uberlube for its simple ingredient list. Uberlube offers long-lasting performance when you want it, then it quickly dissipates without leaving a sticky residue. It cleans up easily. There's no flavor or scent, and it's latex compatible, so it's safe and effective to use with condoms too. And because you're a fan of this podcast, they're offering body storytelling listeners a special offer. 10% off and free shipping when you use my code D-I-X-I-E at uberlube.com. Lubrication is so important. And when it comes to lubrication, nothing beats Uberlube. Remember, 10% off and free shipping. Just use the code Dixie at uberlube.com. Uberlube, it lets you feel what you want to feel. Hey, sex nerd Sandra here, and I'm excited to celebrate Dixie Delator's 200th episode for Body Storytelling. Um, I'm honored to be a part of the show. Uh, so we're revisiting a story I told many years ago about a strap-on gangbang experience, which uh, took many turns. And I just listened to it for the first time in so long, and I was just dreading listening to this story because I had a massive panic attack. Like I was just dying inside that night. Um, it was just a packed house, people cheering, so much love, so much love all over the place in this big, big room in LA. But I listened to it and it was wonderful to, to hear about a thing in my life that I haven't thought about in quite a while. And I have so much appreciation for my friends for coming together to create a night where we just went for it, um, which I'm sure you've, you've heard or will hear. I don't know where we're putting this in the show. It's fun. We're having fun. You have heard her on Playboy Radio. You've heard her on Spice. She's even been on Keeping Up with the Cardassians. And every week she releases a new podcast. I want y'all to get up out of your seat and please applaud for the amazing sex nerd Sandra. Thank you. No, thank you very much for that. That's, that's the first time that's happened since like a tap recital, maybe in like third grade. So thank you for that. That was, wow. Um, so, I'm at a party that is surprisingly not a sex party. It's a 70s themed party, which screams sex party. It. And everyone at that party I've seen naked before. But for some reason, this is not a sex party. And I'm going like, wow, this is, and I'm in like a onesie. It's kind of see-through, lots of beads. Like we are really 70s-ing it up. And, you know, like any 70s party, I'm talking to my friend, Unicorn Girl. And some of the names are changed for this evening. And Unicorn Girl, just like any conversation, really, that you're going to have, is just like, isn't it great, you know, poly relationships, how you can get, like, gang-banged by a bunch of guys and go home to your boyfriend, and, like, everything's fun, and then you, like, go to bed. And I'm just like, oh! Yeah, 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 that's, that's yeah, that's, that defines polyamory right there. Um, but, and I'm like... I've never actually been gang-banged, but that's cool for you. And she goes, oh, you have never been gang-banged? I'm like, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm, oh. Surprise! Um, so she calls over Daisy Double D, who is also the hostess in a fabulous 70s garb, big hair. And, and she goes, Daisy! Sandra has never been gangbanged. And she's like, ah, ah, ah. And 
like, now I'm being shamed by my girlfriends. Like, and so I'm like, cool. And she's like, and Unicorn Girl is just like, we need to do that. We need to do that. We need to gangbang Sandra. Gangbang Sandra. Like, it's a dance now. They're like singing. They're like, oh my God. And like, Daisy, and then she calls over, like, you know, Christiane. And she's like, yeah, we, we need to do this. And like, everybody's really excited. And they go, ho, 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 hey, hey, ha, ha, ooh. Um, Can we, and I'm thinking, like, I'm checking in, you know, like, when you get more ninja with your communication skills, you can, like, check in real fast and be like, what is wrong with this? What is wrong with this? What is wrong with this? Beep, bop, boop, 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 boop. Um, can this be only women? Because I'm thinking, like, that is a lot of safe sex conversations, and that is a lot of boner to work with. I don't know. You know? I don't know if I'm ready for that right now. Like, I just, mm. Plus, then you can pick the size of your dildo. <laughs> you know? So... I say, and I'm like, we could line up all the dildos on the fireplace mantle, right? And they're like, oh my God! And they're like, and I'm like, BYOP, ladies. Bring your own So they freak out, totally freak out. So I'm like winning the social game of like, okay, we're gonna do this. And then I'm like, I go home. I realize that this was a drunk conversation. Marijuana may have been involved. And I know nothing is going to happen. Nothing's gonna happen, it's fine, it's fine. So this is the first stage in my grief. <laughs> so a week goes by, two weeks goes by, unicorn girl texts me like, hey, is this, this day work for you? I'm like, yeah, this day works for me. <laughs> wait a minute. Are we, wait, wait, no. Whatever. We're just gonna, it's fine, whatever. Then I get the Evite. <laughs> right? And I realize like all the names on it, I'm just like, oh no! <laughs> so then it's, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? Wait, I'm, fi I'm fine with this. I'm sex nerd Sandra. Uh, people teach me. They uh, teach me. <laughs> I mean, they do that too. It's fine. Um, like, they hire me to, like, go to their home clandestinely and teach them the ways of the sex ninja. You know, like, I, I am paid to do this. Like, I am a sex educator. I, whatever. You know, the things you tell yourself to, like, lie to yourself that you're cool. You know, like, that stuff. Um, so I was like, I can do this. But then, like, wait a minute. This doesn't feel right unless I have men there suddenly. I'm like, I need men there. So like, I check in with like, my main guys, you know, the guys that like, I know are awesome. The ones that can just like, be the dildo handlers and just high five. You know, I need, wait, I need loop caddies. Like, no? So, so I, I talked to a few of my girlfriends who are gonna be there and like, they're like, no, this is, this is ladies' night. Like, if he gets to be here, and then right there, and he gets to be there, well then my husband should get to go. And it became this sort of like, well if he gets to, then I get to. And then I'm just like, oh, oh shit. Like, this isn't about me now, this is about all of us. And like, bargaining is not gonna help me now. <laughs> and then I realize, I am, like there's, my line of defense was gonna be the men. They were going to protect me from these women. But now, they're not gonna be there. It's just me and them. And I, I'm scared. And then, and then I was mad. I was so mad. I was like, you know what? You're just ruining my night. It's all about you, what you need, your safety, your communication needs, your whatever. Like, I just got really mad and like pissy about it. Silly. Um, and then there was just depression. It was like, you're not gonna like me anymore after this. You're gonna find out how bad I am at the sex. And like, and you're gonna find out that I don't really, I'm not good at receiving. I, I give, I teach people how to do. I am a skill-focused sex nerd. Throughout the entire journey of being a sex educator, that is the nugget of what I have not yet succumbed to, which is being able to receive. It is the hardest. And I'm just like, you're all gonna find out. Like, I'm dead inside. I'm dead inside. 
So by the time I'm walking into the house, the beautiful house, looking over like the Hollywood Hills, and there is a fireplace, and it's beautiful, and I walk in, like, hey guys, I'm here. I have reached acceptance. This is going to happen, and it's gonna be fine. We're all gonna get through this, and it's gonna be just... <laughs> you know, um, Terrence, my friend's husband, is the one male who's allowed at the very beginning, and he is in a, an amazing outfit with garter belts. And he offers me, I'm like, looking good, Terrence, looking good. He offers me coconut water, whatever I would like. The snack table is glorious. And if you listen to the podcast, you know I love the snack table at sex parties. That is my favorite part. Everything is normal. Everything is so normal, it's so cool. And so I'm like eating my little, like the cheese plates really nice, I'm like Wah. And then my friend, circus girl goes, I cannot wait to fuck you. <sighs> and I realized all of these women at this party right now, they are my, I, they are my goddesses. They are the ones that I look up to at every party. Cause you know, I have my nerdy friends, I've got my sexy friends, and these are like the extra sexy friends, you know? Like they can all fuck like a motherfucker. <laughs> And I'm just, and they've never realized till they all got together that they've never fucked me. I just sit in the corner and go, good job, good job, high five, yeah, ah, hugs. Yeah, they don't fuck me because I avoid the fucking, because I am scared of them. They are so good at the fucking. So, tonight's the night. So, here we go. It's circle time. Circle time is the time that hang out with the snacks turns into, oh shit, we're gonna fuck. <laughs> Circle time is the, the descent into the, the place where you don't wanna go. That is the reason why you don't go to sex party because you're scared, you're going, you know, you just, because this is the moment. I've decided that I wanna do two rounds of the circle. I wanna do the, what we usually do is like, how you feeling, how you doing, how you feeling, how you doing, how you feeling? And then we just like start making out or something. Like some magic happens and I go to get the snacks. Um, but tonight was gonna be like the safe sex talk too, because I'm like, I need to talk to you about my nipples, because I have some feelings around my nipples and we all need to talk about that before you start playing with my nipples. So. Also, I'm dying inside. Thank you. Because I had some interesting sex earlier that week and my period started earlier. So I'm now on my period and I hadn't planned on being my period and I have a giant sea sponge shoved into my vagina to try and be cool. <laughs> so we go around the circle and I'm scared because they're all superheroes. Turns out half of the women are also on their periods. And two of them have just gone through a breakup and like one of them just starts bawling in the middle about her feelings about life. <laughs> and like suddenly I think, I think it's gonna be okay. Except P.S. by this time, we've also been passing other things and I'm really high. Oh. <laughs> this story's gonna go a little bit longer, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> So first go around, I'm like, oh, hell yeah, uh, we're, we're gonna have sex. Like, I'm a little nervous, like, you guys are all really hot tonight, you know? And, but every time they go around for the safe sex talk, they start talking about their dildos. How they, like, half of them have gotten new dildos, you know? Like, everybody's got their strap-ons, and I'm realizing that they've all been, like, purchased for my vagina. And it's just like, oh my god! And like, one's like a fantastic salmon color, like, where do you even get that? Um, so, um, the circle dissolves, and now they know that, okay, be careful with the nipples, and don't smack my upper thighs, because if you do, I will cry in pain. Like, there's just a weird, like, nerve thing. I'm just like, <laughs> But other than that, like, play with my butt. Play with my butt. I like my butt. I like my butt. It's fine. But I'm, like, so they, they kind of, and it's a white sheepskin rug, and I'm on my period, and I'm like, fuck. Fuck that. Um... <laughs> Mama Mojo starts cradling my head. I start being brought down. All the really high girls surround me and they start just rubbing my body. Everyone's got like, somebody's got a leg, somebody's got a leg, you know, circus girls over on my arm, you know, like everybody's got something. And I realize that they're all really high and they're just like touching me and touching me. But it's like not as sensual as you'd imagine because everyone's high so they think it feels really good but it actually doesn't. They're just like. <laughs> no. <laughs> like. And. 
I don't want to say anything because they are obviously like, you know, they're awesome. And like, I'm also like clearly like not okay. Like I'm the one that's freaking out. And a million years goes by and I just say like, you know, if anybody wants to get in the center, like it's cool, cool. You know, like if, if, if I'm boring you, like it's fine. It's cool. I mean, and Mama Mojo is just like, Sandra, shut up. We're fine. Shut up. And I go, thank you, Mama Mojo. So they're touching me, they're touching me, touching me. And like, I feel myself sort of getting wet, but also just like terrified, you know? And luckily there's like a whole row of lube. And um, first up is a circus girl. And I have seen her fuck other people. And I'm just like, you're so good with a strap on. You're the best with the strap on. She's, she's like, you know, wow. And she lubes up and everybody like gets out of her way and everyone's still like, somebody's got a breast and other people's got a breast. And I'm just like lying there and she starts going at it. And she like, you know, does the like circle. You know, it's like, oh, I will now prepare you for entry. Boom, you know, and she's in. I'm like, oh. And I'm lying there and I'm just getting, like, I'm just getting railed by this girl who like really is in shape. You know, that's why she's circus girl. Like she can like, she's Spider-Man. And I'm like, I'm taking it. I'm like, okay, cool, okay. I kind of like this. It feels good, it feels good. So this is your technique. Oh, and I start getting geeky. I'm like, oh, so you do like a, a swirl hip thing, swirl hip thing, swirl hip thing. I like that, I like that, and, you know? And then I'm like, I don't really, hey guys, I kind of need, I don't know what I need. I don't, I, mm. And they're like, we know what you need. And they put a like, yoga bolster under my hips. Yeah, you cheer. But guess what? My clit was like 12 miles away from her then, and I was getting no clit stimulation, and so it was even like more difficult. But I'm not gonna say anything because these women are rock stars, right? And I'm just gonna take it like a man. <laughs> with, a, with a vagina, with a vagina. So anyway, so I'm taking it like I do, did, and um, we had already planned out the switch. Like, you know, I would just yell switch and then like we'd do something different. I was like, switch! And maybe it'll get better, right? So they flip me over, suddenly it's doggy style. Now Mama Mo just badges just in my face and I'm just like sort of my head is like shoving into her and it turns out I had a clip right here and I was causing her pain the entire time, but she was too polite to say anything. And I was too polite to say anything about the fact that this position was not working for me at all because then Mariah gets, and she's like, she's the boss of all the people in the world who do strap-on sex. Like watching her is like watching a miracle happen. <laughs> and, and I've watched the miracle, so I was like, I'm getting the miracle! And the miracle is pounding me just doggy style on this bolster and I can do nothing but just like press painfully into Mama Mojo's like vag and then you know everyone's rubbing me like they're stoned and I'm just like ha 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 and like I just give in like I just let it like, ha, ha, making the sounds where you think it feels good but I'm really like what is happening to me who am I <laughs> and that goes on for a while and I go wait a minute I am not enjoying this at all this is not working for me and I go fuck but I'm doing what I wanted to do. I was receiving, I was receiving, I was receiving, I'm doing it. I go like, we need to change the game here, goddammit. I go, all right, switch. I need to be on top of somebody. And I just like, fuck this. So then Daisy Double D, who it's her first time with a dildo, the echo just for me. <laughs> I get on her, I'm like, oh shit, this feels way better. I'm speaking up, I'm speaking up for my needs. I never see anyone at sex parties speaking up for their needs and they just moan a lot and look really good, but, but damn it, I need to speak up for my freaking needs. And so then I'm like writing her and then like the girls and they've got like, you know, Mariah on this nipple doing it just like I like it. And then like Christiane, right, is over here. And then like, oh yeah, it feels really good. Oh shit, it's not feeling good enough though because I'm still dead inside. And so I'm like, <laughs> They're like, what do you need? What do you need? What do you need? I'm like, I need, I need that pink vibrator over in the corner. Because I'm also kind of pre-verbal at this point because I'm so turned on but also scared and stuff. So then Nipple Wright just starts running for it. She grabs it. She gives it. And I'm like, oh, oh. And then all of a sudden, like, everything's aligned. I'm like, oh, my God. Nipple right, nipple left. Clit vibration. Oh, I'm on top. Oh, my God. I really, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And all of a sudden... Circus girl comes from around, sporting the Vickskin Johnny, which is like, it's a good looking cock right there. <laughs> and she straddles Double D, and she's drinking a, like a can of coconut juice. <laughs> and she's like, it's the vision. And she like takes her cock, and she just sticks it right in my mouth. And I start coming so hard that 
Terrence, the husband in the garters, who's upstairs hiding in the attic so that he can be respectful of the goddesses at play, can hear me screaming. Like, it was like, yes. Good moment, good moment. So, we're in the hot tub after. Like, the gangbang feels pretty complete. And I'm feeling really insecure about what just happened. And like all nine of us can fit in this amazing hot tub. And one of the women says to me like, Sandra, thank you for that. Thank you for that. And I go, oh shit. You guys are thanking me for this? And they're all like nodding. Like, you know, really high, but still like nodding, you know? <laughs> and I go, fuck man. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't about receiving. It was like, it was about taking, and I fucking took it like a fucking champ. <laughs> That's Ned Sander! Um, a few updates. Okay, so besides the redonk panic attack I had, uh, since that storytelling, I have gotten way better at speaking up for my needs and listening to what my body needs to feel good because at that time, yes, I was really into learning how to give pleasure. I was very into like making all these connections about anatomy, but I wasn't really um, digging into how to uh, feel and experience pleasure and how much control we can have uh, over our own bodies and our own mindsets. And so for me, being authentically pleasured came um, after that. So it's just, it was part of my journey and this was a big part of it is this gangbang that my friends put together. Um, I still feel so honored that they did that. So, uh, so that night I did confront a frustration I had, which is why can't I be like everybody else? Um, and I realized that while my friends are just so good at sex and, and pleasuring each other, just because they have all these skills, it doesn't mean that those moves are gonna work for my body. And I, you might relate that it's sometimes it's hard to just accept that I am a unique flower in this way and I just need to own that, show up and ask for what I need. What a redonk way to, uh, confront that but um i have gotten much better at it and there have been sex parties since and dates and uh loves and all sorts of things and i am proud to report that it has gotten better and better and <laughs> i laugh at who i was at at that time because wow i still had some shit to work on okay so another thing in the update is i'm laughing at how much i use the word women and ladies because of course this is a very like femme specific journey that we go on into this gangbang. However, I hadn't yet realized that I am actually a gender or you know, gender neutral. Um, I use they, them, um, especially at school. So those are my pronouns. I am like laughing because while nowadays I speak in much more gender neutral terms so that I can leave space for all of the nuances of gender and the complexity of like all the stuff that's put on us to be men and women and so much more. And part of why I was so nervous and scared to be around all these women that I, I know and love is because I had not yet understood that I am uncomfortable and conflicted in women's only spaces because I'm not a woman. So that's a layer to the story that <laughs> obviously I didn't know to tell. So yeah, it's kind of neat, you know, and, and that whole journey is a story for another time, but I just thought I'd, I'd put that fun little uh, extra like, uh, P.S. They also, I, since that, night that story i have been to more sex parties and at some point along my life i just recognize that i don't like being the center of attention especially in sex parties i it's not my thing like i can be in a room with people and they can be looking at me but it's not like exciting it's i like being in community that's one of my favorite things uh but yeah so it's okay if a thing that other people love is not your thing. Your pervertedness is still valid. My pervertness is still valid. Still twisted and fun inside. Um, 
Oh, and just to polish this off, um, I did make jokes about being dead inside, and it turns out that I had a lot of unnecessary tension in my pelvic muscles. During my show, I did interview a few people who were physical therapists, and I am currently actually going to school right now to become a doctor of physical therapy. And I, I'd like to train after I get my license to become a pelvic floor specialist. And in this whole journey of many years, I have become a lot more alive inside as I've become aware of why I may not have been very um, sensitive inside my vagine. So thank you to Dixie. Thank you to you. Okay, much love to all of you. Enjoy. This is Windows to Sky, who were our special musical guests at this show years ago, doing a cover of Tenacious D. Windows to Sky has retired from the world of live events to focus on gentle healing songs and live streams. But they sent us a message to say hi, and I'll play that after the song. This is a song for the ladies. But fellas, listen closely. You don't always have to fuck her hard In fact, sometimes that's not right to do Sometimes you gotta make some love And fucking give her some smooches too Sometimes you gotta squeeze Sometimes you gotta say please got to say, hey, I'm gonna fuck you softly, I'm gonna screw you gently, I'm gonna hump you sweetly, I'm gonna ball you discreetly, and you say, Gonna cook it, but I'll order it from Body storytelling feels more important than ever. Communication, the antidote to the misinformation that so many of us were told about human behavior, kinks, gender, and all that. And the shows are so much fun. It's thanks to groups like Body that our world has been moving from a more toxic place to a much wiser, more understanding place. Thank you, Dixie. <laughs> 
Did you enjoy this two-part episode? Well, I'd like to ask you to rate, review, subscribe, so that you can continue getting these stories. And I love to read your words. So a written review? Yes, please. And before I go, I want to say thank you to the people who make this podcast possible. Thank you to David Grossoff, Joe Moore, Mosa Maxwell-Smith, Donald Mooney, Marty Garcia, Zoomkeeper Joseph, and special thanks to sex nerd Sandra. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie Delatour. This has been episode 201 of the Body Storytelling Podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>